As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast, where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules and how to gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about child murder. Murder. Yay. So... This is going to be a weird episode, folks. Gonna I'm going to be straight <laughs> up front here. Uh, Nathan has a very odd fondness for child murder, to put it bluntly. Um, so this is something that we have had on the list for a very long time. And honestly, there is no better final episode for Nathan than to discuss his favorite topic, child murder. However... Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> like, we are going to be talking in a joking tone for this episode about terrible, terrible things. This just is how Nathan is. So be aware of that, and we hope that you enjoy this lighthearted discussion Wait. on child murder. Nathan, take it away. All right, Remy. Let us talk about child murder. So, let, let, let's just quickly, like, let's explain what child murder is, right? You know, as one does. So, you know, these, these things, they're, they're called children. They're like small people, right? Like young, small people. And uh, like you know gnomes? what murder... Hmm? Sorry? Like gnomes? Yeah, like, like gnomes. So, they're like young, small people. Very, very uh, weak. Very killable. Very innocent, very fun, right? And uh, you know what murder is, right? That's like killing someone. And, and child murder is where you, you put those two together and you kill children. So ch child murder, right? So you may wonder, well, I, I don't normally do the child murder. Why should I do the child murder? You know, why can't I just no kill puppies or something if you do kill children and puppies please dial 911 or your local equivalent and let them know i'm sure that that would be very valuable information and they'd love to hear your story i mean you know they're probably going to come over you know you can have tea together it's going to be great they're going to put you put you in a small room with bars i, I think they, they like keeping you in rooms but you know that that's how it it'd be. But let me let me let me just 
why 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 would you do a child murder you know so there's this term in um cinema cinema if i'm not wrong i don't really watch movies right but there's this term in cinema called kicking the puppy right right remy i'm not supporting you in this just continue so (laughs) child murder is so good because you're taking the kicking the puppy thing you're turning into killing the puppy but then you you make it a person so but 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 it's not just any person it's a child they're so they're so weak so innocent that that it's oh it's it's so heinous and horrible you know it's awful it's great um so <laughs> what you can do with a child is you can basically be like oh you can have them be all cute and stuff and then be like oh uh, they, they they love your party. They chat with you. They think you're cool, and then they're like, "Oh, they're so so great." And then your, your party members are like, "Oh, that, that oh shucks, that's cute. Oh, that's a cute kid." And then you, you just have a villain come along, step on their face, kill them, you know, as one does. And tada, you have a convincing villain of great villainy for the party to uh, attack and and find vengeance. You have a corpse that the party can now resurrect <laughs> and waste the revival anything. potion on. It's great. It's great. So, in more human terms, can you try to explain why Idiom might actually consider the possibility of child murder? In what way? Like, why did you do what you did? Okay, so let me, like, in more serious tone, uh, so... Here's essentially what uh, happened in the case of this child murder. Uh, is that essentially you have... Um, I started off the campaign and um, it started off with essentially two kids that the party comes across. One is the daughter of a, an innkeeper. The other is the daughter of a now-dead um, tiefling. Essentially, wow, this- she doesn't even get a job title? Rude. I'm sorry, I'm confused. So one woman described as a shopkeeper, employed person, but the teeth like you just described as what she is? Rude. Yeah, that's 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 literally all I wrote. Her mom's a tiefling. That's all you needed to know. So <laughs> <sighs> So last episode. <laughs> so um what happens is that oh it's a horrible thing where Ah, I established the racism real quick. It's real fast. It's real good, right? Right at the start, you you already understand what's going on. But then now the party has this kid that you need to deal with. the The tiefling kid is called um, Elizabeth, and the uh, other kid, who happens to be a, a half elf, um, is called Sarah. So what happens is that this first kid, uh, Elizabeth, becomes like kind of the ward of the party right you have to take care of her uh which is kind of really really uh useful when you want to create instant conflict you can be like ah there's these uh these no good um sailor people that see pirates not not really pirates no it wasn't pirates it was a fucking guard they bandits no it was the guard they they were like ah you, you fucking demon and then they 
they almost they they got into a fight with the party over Elizabeth because they were hurting her or something, and then the party stepped in, and then the party got beat to shit, and that's where like um the little bits of the first um enemy, like the first big enemy that the party would eventually come across, was uh tied to when it's basically someone higher up in the guard, right? So the party essentially fights with these guys. Um, tries to figure out what to do. One of the party members is a tiefling, so he has connections with other tieflings, and he was, um, you know, he has that. And later on, the party essentially has a quest. They go out, and I essentially have the one of the girls um stay with the innkeeper's daughter to play together, right? While they're out on the quest. When they come back, they realize that the kid's gone. Because she's been taken. Very, very, very easy hook. Very fun. Very ethical. <laughs> you always have to add that last bit. It's never true when you <laughs> say that lie. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> so, um, uh... Yeah. The party finds her in a tiefling prison. But they keep the tieflings. It's not a containment camp. It's not an internment camp. It's not a... Any other kind of ca- it's just a normal prison that keeps Tiefling. So uh <laughs> they find her and get- Morris. Yep, and not not quite yet. <laughs> they they save the little girl who's being attacked by some guy who is uh torturing her with hot hot coals because she's a tiefling, surely she can take it. She has fire resistance or something. You know? And um, that's not good, uh, <laughs> I guess. But the party saves her and uh, escapes. They return to the... I, I can't quite remember because it's been like two years since we did this, did that thing. But if I remember correctly, they follow the... Either are captured or follow the people that broke them out, which is a like this gang of tiefling, like, tiefling bandits that are tied to one of the party members. The party finds himself um, trapped in the custody of these tieflings, and then, like, uh, while the party member talks it out, they find Morris, one of the party members, uh, the the future party members, who's a human barbarian that is played by Remy. Um, Yay! That was when I joined the show. Yeah. So fun. let's fast forward. Some time passes, and eventually, the party comes back to the. Um, in and then they find the inn burning Sarah and her mother cowering in front of the guard that was torturing um, Elizabeth earlier. Well this guy he, he hates everyone he hates the tieflings he hates the, the elves really nice guy I mean really horrible guy right and the party is gets into a fight with him and then what happens is that during the fight like like the party tries to get to him during the fight. The first thing he does, like he's been injured horribly by Garth with his broken OP axe, right? And what he does is that he he's now like clad in metal armor that is basically keeping his uh body that's falling apart together. And with his metal foot, he raises it above the head of Sarah and uh here's discretion, blah blah. And then 
you know, lowers it in a respectable speed, crushing her skull, killing her. Yeah, I believe the word Gallagher was used at the time. I, I don't know what that is, but okay. Everyone else will. So, the reason why I did this, it's a very cool moment. <laughs> it's okay. Like, so seriously, like Nathan, like talk through the actual like thoughts and feelings of the moment. Because you're right. It was a moment. Because here's the thing, you have this suitably already kind of evil guy, but like he's just an evil guy. He's not not Nate. done any what evil guy. Fuck his name. Uh, no, you. I'm joking. He's just like evil guy, Nathan. <clears throat> Jacoby. Yeah, that was his name. Fuck, forgot. Anyway, so go on. This guy, his name's Jacoby, right? And he's he's already been established to be pretty horrible. He's you know, tortured a young girl, as one does, you know, kept a bunch of tieflings, killed a bunch of tieflings, captured and tortured a bunch of tieflings, yeah, you know, the, the, the bunch. Yeah, yeah, he likes lot. doing yeah. that a lot, yeah. And then he, he, he kind of wants to retaliate, right? So he goes over to the inn where they got the uh, Elizabeth from and learns it and basically starts, like, hitting the owner and the owner and her daughter so when the party reaches that like it creates a very vivid image where you have it's nighttime the backdrop is just burning in um and then there's like the innkeeper and her daughter cowering in front of this man who's like been scarred he's his face is half caved in you know that kind of thing it's a very iconic like thing already but so far, he just seems like, oh, yeah, he just likes taking it out. Like, he's he's not, you've not seen him do something, like, truly, like, I mean, like, the torture bit, sure, reprehensible, but you don't really feel it so much until he does that. It's so brutal that it instantly creates this, we must fucking kill that guy if it's the last thing we do. Because there's nothing more brutal than to have the mother be there. The inn is burnt down. The kid's lying there, right? Unconscious. And, and then the guy just raises his foot, right? Staring at the party. And then just crushes her head in front of the party, right? Yeah. So this is where we can zoom out a moment and talk more about the actual kind of feelings involved with this type of situation. So a reason that you might actually want to consider child murder for a dramatic effect it makes it personal when it's very personal an innocent person that the party knows like especially what you were just when, saying a second ago it immediately goes this fucker has to die yeah because like instantly like after that happened i i just i remember the entire party rallying to kill that guy and then find it like killing him like right after that but then realizing that they, 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 there wasn't anything that they could do about it. Because, you know... No resurrection dead. in Rift There's no resurrection. And not only that, it really drills in the lack of resurrection in Riftway because there's someone so... It makes so, you feel mortal. Yeah, it's like, there's nothing you can do. That, that kid's dead, you know? And honestly, if somebody were to say it's great writing, no, it isn't. It's just me doing... Me and then I was like, yeah, that that sounds like dramatic, yay. But 
in, in hindsight, it, it, it really sets up a lot of key things about the world where like, oh, shit, I, I can't do anything. Um, like it, it establishes how racist, how um, horrible this world is, how um, brutal it is, and how little you can do once a life is lost. Yeah. Which really... Not to mention, mm -hmm. even from the meta perspective, that lets us as players know that you are not going to like hold back anything. You're willing to kill a child in front of us because that's the kind of world you fucking made. So that very like early in the show relative, like I think that was episode like, I don't know, Four, five or five. six. Yeah, five or something six, like yeah. that. Yeah, so it's real early in the show's history. So it was a very quick introduction, you know, for like listeners as well as us as players. Like, establishes oh, shit, a whole okay. bunch of shit. Yeah, it tells us about the world. It tells us about you as a dungeon master. And it just lets us understand, like, okay, we have an idea of what we're getting into now. And it is not, not exactly the same as a typical D&D. You're willing to go places, and that let us know that very quickly. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And, um, like, it's very much a, a tool that you must use very carefully, I would say. Because here's the thing. If you actually look about, how many children have actually died on the show? Like, like on screen, actively targeted. Just the one? Exactly. I don't remember if there was any other. Like, other, other than, like, Elizabeth, who was kind of, like, mobbed and, and almost beat to death, but you saved her. Yeah. But nothing quite as brutal as that ever happened after that to children. But it will forever get talked about. Yes, because like, it's such... That was an iconic show moment. It's such a fucking iconic moment that very quickly establishes what kind of world this is, who I am as a dungeon master. And yeah, that, like, that's the kind of thing where even though I used it once, that moment held so much power that even now, triarchs after that. God damn it. It's the Tony Stark weapons argument. Uh, you saw it, that one, right? You talked about you've seen some Marvel. I've, I've entirely forgotten. God damn it. So uh, he just has the line. Uh, I don't remember the first half. It's something like, you know, it said that, you know, you want to have the weapon that you never have to fire. But then Tony Stark's version is, I prefer the weapon you only have to fire once. And he just sets off a massive fucking missile behind him. Right. 
So what yeah, is... so you are, you are you have the Tony Stark mentality of violence. But it's you pretty have much a weapon you use once, and then you hope it, to God to I never have to need say, to it's again. pretty much a a a a a very very powerful tool that was by by sheer chance really used incredibly effectively to establish a ton of stuff about the world at once very quickly. Yeah. So are there situations though where you probably should shy away from making use of child murder in a D&D game? I mean the the whole point of like the actual child murder in this case was it was I mean in hindsight, but it was very carefully executed in which this character was established. You, the players knew her. She was like this cute girl that was innocent, that that talked to the party, that um, you know, made conversation, helped the party out. You know, just that that, that typical like ah, that that girl's cute. She's she's really uh, responsible as a kid, helping out her mom. And then you have her be scared when uh, her friend is gone, when Elizabeth is captured. So she really, by this point, seems like a person. And then that that makes that moment where she's killed such a big uh like oof moment where you just instantly flash back to all these moments and then you you already have that connection if it's just another kid well it's 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 not really it doesn't have the same effect you need that connection otherwise you're just kind of just throwing out that 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 mur- murdering kids card and it doesn't do anything so use child murder responsibly. Exactly. <laughs> God damn it. The shit and, that I have to say to you sometimes. But you, you, we have to remember, the reason why it, it's so powerful continues to stand after that point, when after the party finds the resurrective potion. Because the entire party decides, against Gorvis Better Judgment, uh, <laughs> to return yeah. to Vanderville to bring back this girl who's who realistically won't actually do anything mechanically benefiting the party. She's just a fucking girl. She she she's like sure she's like innocent and all, but she's already dead. You have this singular item that can bring back anyone. Like somebody could die and then one of your party members could die. But they brought it back for her, which is very meaningful. And like it further establishes the the cost and the weight of that decision because the party decided that was worth it. And then it says a lot about the people in the party. Yeah, I think that is safe to say, like, the most good we have ever been. Like, after all the horrible shit that happened in the first arc, like, all the horrible things of the party, the, that one redeeming moment, might have been worth it, even though after it all, the party breaks up and uh, everyone is left, like, it goes separate ways. That one thing that they did almost, um, like, slightly lifts them up from being just absolutely horrible people. Yeah, like, it definitely is, like, a defining moment for Morris. Because the thing is, that was, like, the second episode I was on the show. And so, from my character's perspective... Like, he's just kind of newly out and about in the world, and then one of the first things he sees is a child die that he failed to save because Morris was standing there fighting the guy. And so he was right 
there when it happened. And so, yeah, for my character, that was a trauma. Again, you can kind of see that he, like, tries to kind of improve himself after that, like, trying to get along with Elizabeth to help out because her friend was dead and she was now the thing to just be kept safe. I have to say, like, uh, out of all the arcs, arc one probably has the best quote-unquote character writing. <laughs> uh, which is saying something, because we didn't plan any of that kind of shit out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we had some good, we had a lot of good moments in episode one, as chaotic as we were at the time. But, okay, so stepping back out of Riftwake for a moment. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to Dungeon Masters about just generic considerations, you know, just yay or nay for this subject? It's, okay, it depends on the people in your, uh, like, in your group, if they are okay mm-hmm. with it. You, like, depending on who you're doing it with, I, I suggest you bring it up in session zero or, you know, that kind of thing absolutely because it's really fucking heavy absolutely because like we talked about before session zero like that's the time to talk about where people's lines are because like this is the kind of thing that'll have different impact if you're like just a group of 20 somethings versus like a group of a bunch of parents like it's gonna hit different so it is something that like just the group you're playing with should be a consideration, and it's not just that it's it's not something to be thrown around um at will like just anyhow like you you can't just randomly just throw it out there. It needs to be something that you slowly build towards or you establish some someone who already is pretty fucking horrible, and then you create that image of that kid's really really like a person. Because without those two elements, like, a good reason for the, like, a good villain to tie that death to, and without a good kid to be killed, it's not, like, you're wasting um, the power of such a moment, and not just that you're killing someone, like, killing this character in vain, which you might have gone through a lot of effort to build up, or might have played an important part later on in the story. <laughs> Uh, so I just had a kind of funny thought, but uh, I just remembered there's actually a fucking Disney movie that actually uses the implication of child murder as a plot point. Ooh. Have you ever seen Mulan? No. Okay. So in the cartoon version of Mulan, the good one, mm-hmm. then there is a moment where like the bad guy just finds this just little doll. And he just picks it up, has an evil smile, and says something along the lines of, It looks like a little girl has lost her doll. You should return it to her. And then later, like you find that same doll in a burned village where they oh, killed fuck. everyone. <laughs> so then you see the main character find this doll. And so the implication like for yeah, that character moment is literally, dead. oh, this kid is fucking dead. Yeah, she's this dead. is a goddamn cartoon Disney movie. Jesus. <laughs> but but that is amazing setup, I gotta say. Yeah, and it's all implied. It's not like directly said, but at the same time, That's it is a moment, very geez. obvious, powerful moment in the movie. 
that like most people who have seen that movie will immediately remember what I'm talking about. They don't make movies like they used to. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I was only like 94. Like Disney, Disney still makes good movies. They don't kill children in them nowadays. I mean, they always kill the parents. I mean, that doesn't count. Parents suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not true. I mean, yeah, I'm joking. Hello. <laughs> Actually, no, I was about to just give a spoiler. Like, so-and-so died and so-and-so. But no, I probably... I don't want to spoil Disney. As old as Disney movies are, I, I am a major Disney head. All right. But the point being, though, like, it is something that can be a very powerful moment in a D&D game because that is something that most humans are wired to just have strong feelings about. Like, I am not the most emotional of human beings. This is known. But at the same time, like, if I have a child's murder described in front of me, I'm going to feel things. And I will want to make the source of those feelings die post-haste. <laughs> so it is something that, like, in the right group situation, with the right setup, can have a massive payoff in a D&D game. On the other hand, it is something that you should put consideration into if, like, if it's appropriate for your crew. Genuinely, it also just does it suit the situation because you don't want to mash that button too many times. Yeah, or lose it if it's effect. Uh, and like one thing I have to and say child is, child should never lose yeah. its effect. Like you shouldn't if your use it lightly. Child murder, you're doing it too often. <laughs> I have to say, like it's it's definitely one of those things where like. It's by extreme sheer luck that I executed it the way I did because if I had done things slightly differently or slightly wrong, it's generally something that could have just like not gone out well, like not gone down well because you know it's it's a heavy subject. You you, you don't just randomly kill a kid or <sighs> it might just fall flat when it's just like oh that random kid that we had no idea about and you might as well kill like anything so like on, on both sides it's like it's very much a case where idea mostly by phil and at that moment i was like okay that's a cool moment and i feel like it hit very hard and then it hit really really hard yes it did remember people brutal descriptions of fun. um <laughs> all right you want to wrap this up uh sure so in summary Kill kids, but not all kids. Some kids, sometimes. And not, yeah, not all the time. Have a nice day. <sighs> Yay, D and D. Goodbye, Nathan. Uh, I mean, I'll be around. No. <laughs> Goodbye, Nathan. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll still be around. I'm Goodbye not gonna die forever. <laughs> listening to this episode of Rifts and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Tiers start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to a monthly hangout where you'll be able to chat with the cast, and even input on Rifts and Rules topics. Find us on social media on Twitter at Podcast, on Facebook as Riftwake on reddit on the subreddit r slash riftwake podcast and you can send us an email 
riffsandrules at gmail.com. That's riffs, A-N-D, rules at gmail.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.